Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. As Accent of Women goes to air this week, Greece is approaching its due date with the European Community and the IMF to impose severe austerity measures on its people in order to be granted another bailout. It's looking like Greece will refuse to do this and instead will await the outcome of a referendum that's scheduled to take place on the 7th of July. To look more deeply at the Greece economic crisis, I'm joined by Aphrodite Giannakis, a member of Syriza, a part of the Left Platform and the Red Network. Aphrodite is one of many Greek nationals leaving Greece at the moment because the situation is too severe and too harsh. Aphrodite has lived in Australia in her childhood and is here once again. I apologise in advance for the sound quality of this interview, but I felt that it was necessary to broadcast this story at this time because of what's happening in Greece. The European Union uh, wanted to uh, continue with uh, serious austerity measures in Greece. And uh, there were negotiations between uh, the creditors and the government. And um, the government uh, didn't want to accept uh, this uh, extreme austerity. And also there was a lot of... uh, a lot of pressure from the rank and file and the people of Greece. Uh, so the government uh, said no to what uh, to what they had to propose, and uh, they the the Greek government came up with uh, uh, their own uh, proposals, which were actually uh, some of these measures were very harsh. Uh, but not as harsh as uh, those of the, the European Union and the IMF. But they also included, uh, there was a component uh, that um, was demanding very strict uh, uh, taxation for the rich, so they could uh, pay some uh, things from uh, that money. And um, and also the Greek government stressed uh, uh, that the final objective was to stimulate the Greek economy, so that uh, a lot of the memorandum austerity measures could be reversed in the end. So every time the Greek government uh, presented proposals to the European Union, they they pressed for more. They demanded more and more uh, anti-people measures. And uh, then uh, finally they came up with a proposal that was uh, really very, uh, very extreme, and the government said no. And that's when the government uh, uh, called for the referendum for the uh, the seventh of July. We'll come to the referendum um, later on in the discussion. But why mm-hmm. why is Greece in the economic position that it's in? Are other parts of Europe in as critical an economic crisis as Greece? Greece, the thing is that uh, there's uh, a huge global crisis in the capitalist world, and uh, and that of course, apparently affects Europe as well. 
and Greece was in a weak position to start with. There were some problems, but um, they tried, uh, on top of that, they tried to present um, some uh, figures that were not actually true. They exaggerated the figures, and um, uh, they needed to have an excuse to get into Greece and um, exploit the country and the people uh, as much as possible. Uh, and actually, uh, that came from uh, the big capital uh, outside Greece, but also domestic, uh, domestically, like there are some uh, very big interests uh, uh, that uh, work together with uh, the you know, external interests. Um, in Greece as well, and um, uh, yes, it's both the domestic bourgeoisie and uh, the the people from uh, the, the bourgeoisie in Europe that uh, are actually collaborating. And um, Greece uh, was in a weak position, as I said, and because the big capital has. Uh, been trying to expand more and more and more because of the crisis. Um, they they take all these anti-people measures, not only in Greece. It, it, Greece is uh, the most obvious case and uh, the most um, you know extreme uh, case. Uh, but um, the thing is that they're trying to do the same thing in other countries in Europe, like uh, Italy and uh, France and. Uh, and things are getting worse. And Syriza uh, formed a government coalition with the far right-wing party Anel. How is this playing out in the current austerity negotiations? It's been uh, a problem because uh, Anel uh, doesn't have uh, any reference to the working people because uh, Anel is... Uh, supposed to be anti-memorandum, but uh, they represent uh, the interests of uh, part of the Greek bourgeoisie. And um, uh, so they haven't been very pro-people, um, whereas uh, Syriza, uh, even though sometimes the leadership might make mistakes, they have the rank and file that actually um, controls the government in a way, and um, and they have uh, to be accountable to ordinary people. So Anel hasn't been a very good influence on the government, and they're not really poor people. There were some um, decisions series are made against the austerity, and Anel doesn't really agree with us, so they weakened the government. In the long run, do you think this coalition was a good idea? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so because uh, Syriza is uh, quite uh, diverse as it is, but uh, it's a left-wing party, whereas I know it's, it's something very different. And... Uh, it's it's kind of changed the makeup of uh, Syriza. It, it's affected uh, Syriza in a negative way. So I don't think it was a good idea. 
Greece only has until the 30th um, of June to implement the austerity measures in order to receive the latest EU bailout. Yet there's going to be a referendum, as you said, on this question on the 7th of July. What do you think Mm -hmm. is going to happen? It's very hard to predict. I think uh, that uh, the people will vote against the, the authority. And then it's up to the government to decide what uh, they have to do. Uh, but uh, I think a lot will depend on how um, uh, the uh, you know how ordinary people will uh, um, show their uh, opposition to austerity. Uh, it will depend on uh, their struggles and. Uh, the pressure the, the pressure they put on the government. So um, we don't know what the series of leadership will do, really. But uh, for the moment, they insist on um, negotiations with uh, Europe, um, whereas, uh, you know, they even though there have been uh, decisions, we have a position against... Um, uh, against austerity and against uh, the memorandums uh, and also uh, we say no sacrifices for the euro. Uh, so if the government wanted to uh, actually uh, follow these principles, they could be a bit more uh, radical and a bit stronger in uh, in the positions. But uh, for the moment, they insist on negotiations. They got elected on the basis of putting an end to austerity. And uh, I think another way of going about it would be to to make the rich to pay, Uh, tax the rich and um, reverse all the privatizations that have taken place and um, have uh, like uh, the ship owners and the banks and uh, all the big businesses make them pay, basically. Well, that's funny that you should say that because one of the proposals that Greece had was to tax corporations more and yet the EU didn't accept that. Why is the EU hell-bent on getting their measures through in Greece? What's the broader political project of the EU? Well, uh, apparently, obviously, uh, one part is the economic because they have uh, they need uh, to uh, make more and more profits and they want to do that at the expense of the people and they've been trying uh, among all the other things they've been doing uh, is to leave people without any protection and without any rights uh, so that they can't uh, they won't be able to uh, resist uh, to put up any resistance, um, and uh, they basically want to uh, pillage the natural uh, resources and uh, whatever else uh, Greece or uh, any other country has um, for exploitation. And uh, the other part is, especially at this stage, they don't uh, want to back down because it would set an example to other countries and uh, the working people 
of other countries would be encouraged to claim uh, their right as well because what they're trying to do is uh, impose this uh, austerity to uh, almost the whole of Europe, basically. And they don't want to have to deal with this kind of thing because um, uh, yeah, they don't want uh, Greek uh, people to set an example for uh, other people. So we know uh, that the Greek economy is in crisis and as a result, lots of people are moving overseas, particularly where they have family, like in Australia. Are we seeing a mass exodus from Greece and what will the impact be of this on the economy? Uh, There has been a mass exodus from Greece and... um I don't know if it had any impact on the economy, on Greece's economy, because uh, uh, a lot of the professionals have left, for example, like um, hundreds of thousands of uh, doctors, for example, young doctors have left Greece, some of them to go to Germany very characteristically. Uh, But uh, the way... The economy is at the moment, I don't think there has been any huge effect on the economy because uh, there might be a problem, in my opinion, there might be a problem if uh, uh, if there was uh, an intention to develop the economy of Greece in a, in a kind of a, a balanced way. But uh, I don't think... Uh, this is what they are trying to do in this for the moment. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking here with Aphrodite Giannakis, member of Cyresa, a part of the Left Platform and the Red Network, and we're discussing Greece, austerity and the Greek economic crisis. often see in times of political crisis the emergence of far-right wing forces and in fact neo-Nazi forces. In Greece mm-hmm. we've seen the emergence of Golden Dawn that mm-hmm. and and they've got elected members of parliament. So what can you tell us about Golden Dawn? Uh, Golden Dawn is uh, the third force in Greece and in Greek parliament. Uh, they gave, they got a lot of uh, publicity when things got uh, very tough for the capitalists and they uh, actually Golden Dawn has been used to push uh, pol- the policies of the government to the right and uh, they in a way they they replaced uh, a milder kind of uh, fascist organization that was um, Laos, 
Laos is uh, very weak now. It's like it doesn't exist because the Golden Dawn has uh, become very popular. And there are a lot of links between Golden Dawn uh, or Laos and the government, uh, the, the previous government, sorry, like a new democracy, for example. Um, and uh, some of um, some fascists, anyway, not necessarily people from Golden Dawn, uh, have actually moved to into new democracy. They were around for many years, like uh, a couple of decades at least. But uh, they got a lot of uh, publicity pretty recently, and uh, uh, that made them popular to a lot of people and now a lot of people who uh, feel desperate and they they're not uh, politicized uh, uh, and they don't have um, necessarily a strong class consciousness uh, vote for golden dawn um, they they have a very strong links with the police uh, in fact they have managed to infiltrate the police um, and uh, they they often get uh, cover and protection by the police, um, and they pretend to be they're very populist. They pretend to be anti-memorandum, but uh, that's only to uh, to attract uh, voters and uh, support from uh, ordinary people. Uh, they are now awaiting trial because they've been uh, actually exposed as a criminal organization, which is what they are. They've committed a lot and lot of crimes, very violent acts against uh, migrants and left-wing people and uh, organizations and officers. And um, they're still in parliament because they haven't been... um, uh, a sentence uh, content. There hasn't been a, a final verdict. So they're still in Parliament and they're supposed to be quite legitimate. And they work uh, um, for the interests of uh, mainly of the ship owners. They have very uh, strong connections with ship owners. And recently they formed some kind of business concern where they so they found work for people and what they did was uh, um, finding very really cheap labor for uh, ship owners and uh, there were a lot of uh, um, uh, there were a lot of people who spoke up against it and uh, they actually exposed this kind of thing and And the biggest question for activists and internationalists around the world, are workers in Greece fighting back? Are there protests? Are there strikes? Uh, There are protests, uh, there are strikes, but uh, not uh, in the way uh, they they were in uh, uh, 2010 or between 2010 and 2012, for example. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of issues still that uh, people uh, are, uh, are 
having struggles um, about. For example, there's a big issue in uh, in the region of Halkidiki uh, where they have the gold mines, and uh, this is a, a, a huge issue because uh, it's uh, what, what they're trying to do there. They've actually started. Uh, uh, doing uh, the mining and everything uh, is uh, really extremely destructive for the environment and uh, the people there and uh, the economy and uh, everything else. Uh, Not much has changed. I mean, uh, the government hasn't really done anything about it, the new government, Syriza, and there are still a lot of protests there. The dock workers at the airport have... uh, I had a struggle uh, with the protests and uh, strike action uh, against uh, plans uh, of privatization. And um, and also uh, there's, uh, there's an issue in general with uh, a lot of, uh, with other ports in Greece too, like the port of uh, Thessaloniki. These are some of the actions um, that have been uh, happening lately in Greece, some of the working class struggles. As I said, uh, they're not as uh, um, as intense uh, or uh, as uh, numerous as uh, before, but uh, they're still happening, they're still there. And what about actions directly against fascism? Uh, there is action against fascism, uh, like uh, there the were demonstrations against uh, Golden Dawn's uh, 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 providing uh, like uh, very cheap labor to the ship owners, to the ship owners' company they worked for, um, and there is a uh, there has been a demonstration against Golden Dawn and a lot of protests. Uh, uh, it happened quite a lot and it's still happening. Are workers, unions and other leftist parties across Europe supporting and standing in solidarity with the workers of Greece? Uh, yes, that's... That has been a very big uh, thing, especially these days. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, uh, solidarity actions and demonstrations and a lot of support expressed by other uh, peoples in other countries. Um, for example, uh, there was... Uh, only yesterday, there was a, a huge demonstration in Spain uh, against austerity and in support of uh, the people in Greece. And uh, another one was uh, two weeks ago in London. And today as well, there was another one uh, planned in London, uh, in Trafalgar Square, and also in Frankfurt, in Germany. Uh, two weeks ago, there were uh, there was a demonstration in Paris, 
uh, and uh, there have been a lot of demonstrations uh, uh, in Europe uh, before in support of Greece and against austerity because those uh, people who uh, are also suffering uh, from uh, the same thing, though to, not to this extent, at this stage at least, but uh, they they want to show their position to austerity for uh, their own countries as well. And uh, in Greece, um, in Greece uh, also there are demonstrations in support of uh, the like the government's um, stance against uh, extreme uh, austerity measures. And uh, this is there's a, a very obvious uh, class polarization not only in Greece but uh, in the whole of Europe. Because things are becoming very clear now. With uh, that uh, on, on the one uh, side there's a big capital, on the other side ordinary people, the 99% as we say, and um, it's a very there's a very big gap ideological and political between these two, and uh, a lot of people can see that. That was Aphrodite Giannakis, member of Syriza, a part of the Left Platform and the Red Network, and we were talking about Greece, austerity, and the Greek economic crisis. And a special thank you to listeners for enduring the sound quality of that particular interview. But now that you've heard the story, I'm sure you agree that it was necessary to broadcast it at this particular time. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.